Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word, and it is good to be with y'all here on this Friday. Amen. And so I'd like to enter, uh, if we will, into prayer for a moment before we get into this podcast. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you preserved us with everything for godliness, for life, everything that we need to guide us and lead us along in this life. And Lord, we got trouble in our way. We got difficult things that we deal with and uh, in, in, in this uh, life that we are living in, in this culture that we have found ourselves living in. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you will just help us to uh, navigate through the Word of God and to live for you and to serve you with all of our heart, knowing what is right and good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this podcast, but I want to talk about a couple of things. One of the first things I want to talk about is this article that come up, and I don't usually walk this way. I usually don't do the podcast like this, but I'm going to do it today. So uh, there was this particular man, and I'm not going to um, I'm not going to say what his name is, and I'm not going to quote exactly what he said because I don't want no trouble. But this person who's supposed to be a religious leader, all right, supposedly a Christian. And he basically said that, well, we don't, we don't really know uh, when the fetus and the unborn become uh, a, a human being and, and have an eternal soul. And so he was trying to advocate for abortion. Now, this is somebody that claims to be a Christian. And, and, and so uh, this is something that... Uh, really makes no sense you know because at the beginning of his articles uh the article that he's talking about he he said that he uh somehow uh, in his work he did at one time uh that he remembered uh you know bloodied tables and flies and roaches everywhere where uh, women would go to back alleys to get abortions well, I'm still having a struggle understanding why somebody that claims to be a Christian is going to have a part in anything of the such. And the reason is because so much of the Word of God makes it very clear. Uh, this person, he wants to say that, uh, oh, we don't know as human beings. Well, certainly we uh, as human beings don't know uh, that, but God does, and he gives us instruction. Because the Bible says he gives everything for life and godliness. So when you look at the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 1 and verse 5, he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Now, before God even formed him, he knew him. So to sit there and say, Oh, we don't know when they're going to have a soul while they're in, growing as a fetus in the womb, that's nonsense. Because if you're, and I say it's nonsense, as, as, as a stand for a so-called Christian to take, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is a, he's a so-called Christian, so how in the world can you know what the Word of God says? And this is just one verse. I mean, there's many other ones. You know? Um, and so, but, but this verse here 
gives you the indication very clearly. If God knew you before you were even formed, then God already knew you were going to be a soul. And yes, this was a word to Jeremiah, but I can tell you, this is for each and every human being. You think God would only look at Jeremiah and nobody else? Do you think, uh, you see, God don't write something. God don't move on a prophet to write something. And when I say God writes it, because God moved on them with the Holy Ghost and, and guided them to write the Word of God. And a lot of people, even Christians, or so-called, uh, have a problem with that, and they, they just don't get it. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is that God's Word writes something and gives us an insight into when that baby is a living soul. And so if God even knew him before he was going to be formed in the womb, what gives you the right to think, oh, I'm going to question God on that? I'm going to question him on that. You better quit questioning God and playing around with him. Amen. Now on to another note. Everybody knows what month this is. The month of June. And I get so frustrated and I get so um, bothered with the month of June coming up because when I look at my phone, I can see article after article after article come up. Now, it was already doing that as it was. But when I turn on my phone, and y'all know what I'm talking about, where you got the little square pictures and then you got words, it's the third one down. And then it talks about the Glamour magazine, and they want to show this person on there that is not a man. Not a man. It's it's a, you know, a woman that has, must have had her breast cut off, I guess, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if the breasts are cut off or not. You can't really tell by the picture. But, uh, you know, they want to put on a suit with a tie, and then they want to cut their hair short. Now, you know, it's interesting to me why transgenders, they want to assume uh, the very thing that God talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where the women should have long hair and men should have short hair. And you know what's so funny is the transgenders, they actually do that. I mean, over and over and over. Time and time again, you see it. You know, if, if the if the man wants to become a woman, then he starts growing his hair out. If a woman becomes a man, he's going to cut the hair short. But you know what? Christians, they don't even, you know, they, they got away from the truth. And it's funny that the transgenders, they'll go down that road. I just find that interesting. But anyway, you got uh, this person that was plastered all over there, and they're pregnant, and they want to make it look like they're a pregnant man. They're not a pregnant man. I'm not trying to be mean and hateful or anything. But, you know, uh, I don't guess you're going to be birthing that baby out of your fake penis. I don't think so. Now, I'm trying to be as kind as and, and, and holy as I possibly can on this because it's a whole, you know, God's whole word. This is a holy podcast. We want to keep things holy. But, uh, you know, the world has kind of gone upside down with things here. And, uh, but you, you, uh, I'm assuming it's not going to come out that way. It's going to come out of your lady parts that you had. Now, I got another thing to say, too, about this because, you know, it's like me. Now, I've, I've mentioned more than one time, and it's not a surprise to people, uh, I don't think anymore. Uh, I've, I've said more than once, I, I, 
uh, you know, was part of the gay agenda for long, many years. And, and I'm still, you know, still uh, same-sex attracted. I'm not saying that. I'm not same-sex attracted, but I've had to come out from that agenda. God called me out, and I had to, as well as Brother Vernon, um, the one I've been with uh, for 23 years, we've, we've been, and God called us out, and we've worked a ministry together, and even live in the same house, which is a lot of folks have a struggle with that. But uh, God is, you know, we've adopted children and all that, and we've had to uh, navigate through things as best as we can with what God has called us to do. And uh, But God, uh, you know, God is um, one that's able to reach anybody. God can turn anybody around. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks, they don't seem to understand that God can take somebody and, and, and turn them around. God can baptize people with the Holy Ghost. Brother Vernon was baptized with the Holy Ghost and... Uh, uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and, and just learning to live for God and serve God and was baptized in Jesus' name. And uh, we've been uh, walking uh, down that road for quite a few years now. And so I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord for bringing me back to where I needed to be and, and bringing Vernon, Brother Vernon where he's, he's at as well. But, um, you know, uh, the uh, this transgender issue is, is something that has really uh, taken a foothold on things in this country. It has really taken a foothold. And people, um, you know, when you look at the statistics of what is going on with the, this generation that's here now, you know, young people are, you know, it's almost like they're coming out of the woodwork, uh, acting like, you know, well, if, I, if you're not part of the LBGT community, you think that you're not part of the world or something. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely uh, gone mad. And so, uh, but I, I looked at this and I, I thought to myself, because when I got on my phone and I was look, I was actually just looking at my message trying to see who called me because somebody said they called me and left a message. So I was trying to see. And then I saw that and I thought, well, what in the world is going on? Why would Glamour Magazine? Because that don't look too glamorous to me. But anyway, I guess that's my opinion. But, um, you know, you're still going to birth that baby out of your lady parts. You could not have gotten pregnant unless you were born with a womb for that baby to grow in. Now, I, I, I want to say this to you. And I, I, again, I'm trying to be really careful what I say, but I was born with male parts. Do you all know what I mean? And even though you don't deal with same-sex attraction or whatever, uh... I understand that God created me the way I was meant to be created with the male parts he gave me. And I can assure you that uh, at least I don't think so. I mean, I'm, not, I'm being facetious. I guess I shouldn't say that. Um, I know. I don't think so. I know. I'm not going to be able to get pregnant or have any baby out of my man parts. That's not going to happen. Why? Well, because I was born as a male. And when you're born as a female and you've got lady parts, that's the reason why you're able to get pregnant. Now, just because you take hormones and you, you know, may grow facial hair. I've actually had a friend uh, she was a friend of mine quite a few years ago, and she would have she had issues with her hormone being off balance, and she would have it bothered her because she would get 
hair growing off of her chin and she would have to pluck it and she was just really bothered by it because she said it's not very feminine and it just bothered her a lot and uh, but you know there are there are many 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 people that try to say no this is a man that's pregnant no that's not a man that's pregnant it had to have been someone, and you know this is true. It had to have been someone that was born with a womb, with lady parts, feminine, female parts. I'm trying to be careful what I say on this podcast. And I know in saying some of the things I'm saying... They may not even want this to be on YouTube, and some people might try to get it kicked off. But you had to have been born as a female to be able to have that baby, to get pregnant. <coughs> now, even though you cut your hair short, anybody can cut their hair short. <laughs> that don't make you a man. I've seen women uh, that have had short hair, just purposely have short hair, and they don't have any feeling or thought in their mind, they say, about being man. They just wanted short hair. Now, I got a different thought on that, but uh, I will say that, um, you know, Christian women uh, should obey 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Because God gave you the longer hair uh, as a covering for, you know, your covering when you pray or prophesy. That's what the Bible says. And I know that can be a long debate, and I'm not here to debate about those things. But nevertheless, there are ones that have been born. And it happens more so, which is interesting, from what I've seen and what I've studied. There are more females doing this than men not that there's not males i guess i should say doing this but uh but more females trying to transition to male it's a rather interesting thing and the thing of it is whether or not you you know because the thing of it is you're going to have to do things I mean, you, you don't just automatically going to be looking like a man. You're going to have to be doing things to make yourself look that way. You're going to go get your hair cut. You might even become, uh, you know, mutilated by a surgeon that's willing to cut your breast off. Now, I'm not talking about um, that in the terms of somebody that may have had to have their breast cut off because of cancer. I'm not talking about that. Because sometimes women have to have that done. And from the ones that I have, uh, you know, read about that have had to experience that because of cancer, most of them are very, very bothered by the fact that they had to have their breasts removed. It bothered them tremendously. And so, um, but, but this group, this, this transgender group that's coming up, there's so many that 
have come about and now they want to purport and they'll say so many times. Now, this article in the Glamour magazine, it didn't say it's a man that's pregnant. It said a trans man. And so, you know, somebody said, oh, well, they're not trying to say they're a man. They're a trans man. So, but, but that's what they are trying to say. Whether you want to twist it that in the way that you want in your mind, that is what they're trying to say. They are trying to say, look, this is a man. And uh, I've seen other articles where there was a, a, a person, and it was a, a person that was born as a female. And then later on, they started taking hormones. So they had a beard and they had a mustache. Just taking hormones just because you got a beard and mustache don't mean you're a man. Like I said, my my friend, she she had that and she had that growing and she hated it and she would pluck it out and this, that, and the other because she had a hormone issue. So just because you have that available to you to take don't make you a man. And, you know, the other thing is that you're going to have to have your lady parts to birth any child. Because nobody like me that's been born with male parts still has male parts. And I say that. I want to make that clear because we have a ministry called the eunuch preacher. And I don't want people thinking, uh, you know, because people get to thinking things and they get to twisting things up. It's called the eunuch preacher for a reason. And uh, that mainly stems from the fact that, you know, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that, yes, I'm had same-sex attraction pretty much many, many years of my life, even as young as way back. We're talking uh, like 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. Um, and uh, when I say, and I, I'm talking about sexual attraction because my puberty uh, days started very young. But even prior to that, I remember being attracted to uh, young boys at the school when I was in third and fourth grade watching particular ones playing baseball and I was very attracted uh, to uh, one particular one I remember and uh, but but what I'm saying is when you get when you begin to make your mind up to serve God you have to come out from the agenda you have to make your mind that you will repent of the agenda that's Behind all that, you may still continue uh, for until your dying day being attracted to the same sex, but you've got to come out from among them and be separate, and you got to obey the word of God. You know, it's like Brother Vern and I. Like I said, we've been together for many years, but but we do obey Leviticus eighteen twenty two. We obey it. Now, how many of you uh, know uh, Deuteronomy twenty two five? Don't you know? That when you try to assimilate yourself as a man and you're a woman, you're disobeying Deuteronomy 22.5. You say, well, what does that say? It says, man should not wear that which pertaineth to a woman. A woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man. Now, I bet you you're going to jump on the bandwagon and talk about clothes, aren't you? Of course you are. But that's not what it does when it starts talking about the women. And I do find that interesting. Because with the women, it gets real detailed. Really, really detailed. I mean all the way down to the armor of the, of the men in the army. 
I mean, it gets down to detail with the females. Now, I'm going to say something people aren't going to like. Maybe even people on the right side, because I know, uh, like I said, there are going to be people that ain't going to like me on the right, and some people ain't going to like me on the left. And even some on the right are not going to like what I'm getting ready to say, because some of you on the right, you continue to do what you're doing. But, you know, you putting on a pair of pants and cutting your hair short, you're trying to assimilate yourself as a man, huh? Isn't that right? Because that's what that Glamour magazine shows. You're in a man's suit. You got your belly hanging out. And you got your hair cut short. Yeah, trying to assimilate yourself like a man. Well, and then you got men or young men trying to transition as a woman and what they'll do is they'll go putting on a dress or a skirt and they'll start growing their hair long isn't that interesting i find it interesting because of first corinthians chapter 11 that many christians won't even obey and you've got you've got transgender people that are actually assimilating themselves in the manner that would best identify them as a male or female as what they're trying to do and, and, and they'll go through that scenario that you find in the book of Corinthians that the woman should have long hair and the man should have short hair and then you find in Deuteronomy 22 5 that neither one of them should be wearing the clothes of the other and and really the woman it goes into even greater detail than just the clothes and and so it's interesting it's interesting because you got so many people who claim claim to be Christian. You got women that claim to be Christian, and you dressing like a man. Hmm? You dressing like a man, and yet De Deuteronomy twenty two five don't even phase you. And you know why? Because you're told, oh, it's under the law. It's under the law. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No, there's a lot of things that were uh, in the law that's true that we don't. Um, adhere to any longer like the food laws and different things but here's the thing <laughs> that wasn't in the law because it literally said it was an abomination to god just like the scripture that all of the right wing christians quote leviticus 18 and 22 didn't it say it's an abomination too for a man to lie with a woman a man should not lie with mankind as he does with womankind you you don't have to figure out what what is that talking about and obey it and you best obey it because it says that God hates that. Now, this is something directed to men. It tells you that. makes it very clear. And there's a specific thing that a man would be able to do to another man that a woman cannot do to another woman. And so you better find out what that is, and you better quit playing games with God, and you better obey because God means business. Now, the other thing is that... Um, you know, <laughs> it, it just amazes me that women that claim to be Christian, they keep running around with the same apparel that pertains to a man. You know what pertains to a man, and so does the transgender. Because the, the transgender, the woman that tries to turn herself into a man, almost invariably she's going to dress like a man. She's going to put on pants, and she's going she gonna to cut her hair real short and all that. Now she might 
you know, because she got hormones put up in her. So it's going to make her have a hairy face like my friend did. And she didn't have to have hormones. It just her hormones were out of whack. So it made it actually be that way for her. So that was frustrating to her. But uh, in any event, you've got so many uh, Christians, Christian women. They don't have a problem at all with slipping on a pair of pants and even walking into the house of God with them on. You know, used to, uh, you had the Baptist folks, they'd say, well, we, we just don't wear them to church. Now, oh, they'll wear short shorts. They'll wear tight tights. I mean, stuff that looks like a streetwalker walking down the road. And you know that's true. And so it's not a wonder that we have the struggle that we've got going on. In the month of June, I hate it when the month of June comes around. Well, I guess I shouldn't say I hate it because God creates every day. He's in charge of every day. But I just don't look forward to the month of June coming because I know that things are going to go on. And certainly, uh, I open up my phone, and here you've got just, you know, when you open up your phone and you got uh, those little squares with the pictures, and then it'll tell you what you're going to be looking for. Well, it's just the third one down. Just the third one down. Starts talking about this specific person that's pregnant and they're on the Glamour magazine. Then you got this actor, okay, that, uh, you know, they want to act like they're a man. And they're not. They're a woman. And, and, and they say, well, I'm a man because I cut my breast off and now you can see me uh, without my breasts. And I cut them off. Well, all that means is that you cut them off. You had somebody do that. You paid to have somebody do it or your insurance paid. Now, I'm not being mean and hateful. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to jar people to understand, look, you're messing with God's creation. God created, and now we won't turn around and mess with this creation because we feel God did wrong, that God made a mistake. Now, in the book of Jeremiah, it says... In chapter 1 and verse 5, he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. The Lord is the one that did the forming. The Lord is the one that did the forming. And so, you know, I don't have uh, a right to be telling God, No, you did wrong. You, did, you didn't do this right. And then, and then there's other scriptures in the book of Hebrews that says, Should the th thing that was formed, say to the thing that formed him, uh, it, why have you made me so? Why have you made me like this? It, it literally tells you that in the book of, of Hebrew. So we really should not be questioning God, why did you make me this way? Why did you make me like? Now, I will say this. I'm not going to say that these people are not struggling with uh, transgender dysphoria, I think is what they call it. There's a lot of things that people struggle with, you know, like, um, you know, things that, uh, you know, people have in their lives. Like, you know, I've got different things physically that I deal with, and I've got to take medication to deal with that, um, you know, and things like that. And not only that, but being same-sex attracted and that kind of thing and dealing with, with those things and having to navigate through that, but being um, uh, careful to mind the Word of God and obey uh, God and, and what he calls us uh, to do. Now, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, that we're uh, going to be just, um, um, how shall I say, 
living a, a, a life of complete and total loneliness. You know, because a lot of people are very confused. Some of my family members are confused because, uh, Brother Vernon, you know, we've been together for 23 years. And uh, God did call us out um, quite a few years ago after we got together and called us out of the church that was like, it was basically a gay church. And God called us out of there and told us to come out from among them and be separate. And then God began to lead us and move us into a ministry. And uh, to the point that uh, we uh, did pastor a couple of churches, one in California, one in Washington, and, and teaching people to come out from among uh, them and be separate and to walk with God in the manner that God calls. And even to the point that, uh, you know, and we, you know, as we were living our lives, we, uh, you know, started foster care. We adopted some children. And so those children are, are our children. They're not going to, you know, we can't, you know, just because God called us to come out from among the world and and the agenda that the LBGTQ has uh, doesn't mean we're just going to drop our children and say, oh, well, sorry, you're no longer our children. We can't do that and be in line with God's love and mercy and kindness and all that. We love our children and we, they will be our children. But uh, but nevertheless, we've had to make a lot of adjustments and we've had to, uh, to obey the Lord and we all have to uh, to do that. But, you know, some people, they, they struggle with uh, how God has led us and directed us. And we still live in the same uh, house. We, uh, we'll be together until, um, you know, till our last days together. But uh, but some people, they say, oh, no, you, you better live yourself a lonely, peasant little life. And uh, that's uh, not something that you can find in the Word of God. And, and I, we can talk about that uh, for a long time. But... Um, but the the thing of it is that you do have to be obedient to God, and you have to understand uh, certain things in the Scripture. God is going to talk about certain things, and and navigate us through uh, the Word of God in a way that gives us understanding about certain things. And one of those things is the fact that God is making clear uh, through His Word that He is the one that forms us. He's the one that's decided uh, who is what, and that meaning male or female. Now. I got a question. Uh, no matter how much that person on that Glamour magazine uh, wants to appear like a man, uh, you still got your lady parts. And I don't know how else to say that. Because when that baby's born, it's going to have to come out of your lady parts. And so you can cut your hair all you want. You can take whatever hormones that they take maybe give a person facial hair. I've seen some of them. I saw one particular one that uh, had facial hair. And and, uh, and and for all intents and purposes, if you would have looked at them without having been pregnant, you might have thought they were a man at first glance. But when you take a closer look, you realize, okay, that's not a man. That's somebody attempting to be a man. It's just like... Uh, those who God has made them female, uh, God has made them male, and then they attempt to become a female. Well, you've got something that God gave you called the Adam's apple. Most men have them. Some men, their Adam's apple is more pronounced than others. But isn't it interesting that it's called the Adam's apple? Hmm? Why? God put something there to make it distinct enough for you to understand. Look, it's not just. Uh, 
this that I'm doing, but but he's doing other things. We, we know that's true because you've got all of these struggles that we see with, um, you know, the sports and, and lady sports. And when I say women's sports, I mean women's sports. And, and you've got these transgenders uh, that were male before, and you've got some of these, uh, you know, women that are really upset because they're not able to win because these men have muscle structure and strength that the woman t does not generally have. And, and that's the reason why we've got men's sports and women's sports, because they play on a different uh, level. And see, that goes along with the Word of God, because the Word of God says that we should give honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. And that's what it means. So, so, so you got to be respectful of what God says. And 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 when you start trying to play God, because you're struggling. Now, I'm not saying that persons that deal with transgender dysphoria is not struggling. I know that there are some that literally struggle with that. I know they do. But that's not the case for all of them. There are young people today that just want to be a part of the group because it's almost like a fad. It's absolutely crazy. And if they're not part of the LBGT community, I don't know if I said those letters right, but anyway, um, you say, well, you were part of that agenda before you should remember. Well, I don't remember because whenever, uh, whenever I started many, many years ago, uh, the L was not the first word, uh, first letter anyway. The G was. G was the first letter back then. But anyway, and there was only like four, four letter two. Let's see, G L B T. That's all there was. There was nothing else. And he, and for a long time, there wasn't even the T. It was just the, uh, it was just uh, gay and lesbians. That's all that was said. And then they added the bisexual uh, term, the letter B, and then they added the T for transgender. And then it just kept on going. But. Uh, I don't use those terms. I'm expressing them, and I don't want anybody to think that I am expressing myself in that manner. Don't you dare say that I said that, because I did not say that. The, the Word of God came to me so clearly one day and said to come out from among them, and that is exactly what we did. And you got to learn to obey God and listen to what He says. When He tells you, come on out, you better come on out. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that God called me out, you know, told me to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, I, I came out of the closet. Well, I came out of the closet of being part of the gay agenda. Okay? So, I know that bothers people. I know that frustrates people. But, but the thing is, I'm not sitting there saying, oh, I, I went through therapy and now I'm all straight. I never said that. I never said that, and anybody, I think most anybody that says that, I honestly think they're not telling the truth. And that's what we've been talking about on this podcast. We've been talking about, um, you know, the things that God hates in Proverbs chapter 6 and verses uh, 16 through 19. And, and the second thing on the list, the first thing is pride. God hates a proud look. And, and that word, the words proud look, it means everything that's attached to pride, everything that has anything to do with pride, God hates. You say, well, that means God hates me. No, I didn't say that. What God hates is pride. 
So if you're going to attach yourself to pride, then you're attaching yourself to something that God hates. Why would you do that? Because you're disobedient? You don't want to listen to God? You have to come out from among them. You cannot be a part of that in any way, shape, or form. It does not please God. Now, there are those, and, and I'm going to make this clear too, Brother Vernon and I, uh, you know, yes, we live in the same house, but we obey Leviticus uh, 18 and 22. You say you do, yes. We obey that. And you better, you better look at it, and you better learn it, and you better obey it. Now, with all that said, now I'm not saying these things because of any belief whatsoever in my head or in my mind or in my heart anywhere that people should be violent or anything of the such towards transgender people. That is absolutely not right. But what I am saying is this to those who do deal with this. God can help you through it. God can help you to get through. Do you know how many transgender people end up detransitioning? And, and once the damage is done, there's really so many things that cannot be fixed once the damage is done. And, and not only that, but we've got something that is far more insidious that has happened to where uh, the, the agenda is trying to reach young children. I have a problem with that. You know, there, there should, look, I, I, when I was living in that world, I went to, to drag shows. Let me tell you something. Ain't no person dressed up in drag ought to be talking to no, nobody's children. Absolutely. I don't care what book they're reading. I don't care what Disney character you think you're going to be resembling or you're going to be looking like some kind of Disney character. Don't give me that bunch of nonsense. All that is is absolutely an agenda to push and push and push and push. That's what that is. And is something that cannot be validated as right. But you've got people that are literally using the word right. They'll say, it's only right. No, uh-uh. The Bible says they were going to take things and they were going to turn what's right, what, what is right, they're going to say it's wrong, and what is wrong, they're going to say it's right. That's the Word of God. And we've got that going on right now. And you, you've got these folks there saying, part of the L, LBG, whatever it is, that are saying that, um, you know, uh, these people that are clamoring and they're upset about us and this, that, and the other, they're just a dying breed. I don't believe that. I think that when they started with these drag shows going to the libraries and talking to children, I think that was like something that really got into people and bothered them. I mean, that's what really, really started bothering people. And, and then you got you know, them wanting to do medical care with little children that don't even, their brains haven't even developed enough for them to understand exactly what kind of permanent damage that they're doing to their their bodies. And, and, and all of this nonsense about, oh, puberty blockers is not going to do this damage, that damage. 
there's already been some proof to show that yes it can do damage so why are you saying that it's not and they'll go along with something that somebody else said that uh, tries to prove that no that's not true but yet they won't listen to the ones that are saying no this is a problem especially detransitioners they don't want to hear them they want to shut them down and 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 these things that I'm saying, I'm not being mean and hateful. I'm not. I, I'm I'm honestly not. Because I I you know God gave me a compassion for everybody. But listen, when God told Jeremiah that He knew him before He was even formed in the belly, that God did the forming, and that we you know in the book of Hebrews we find that it says that we shall not say to the one that formed us, the one that's formed, to say to the one that formed us, Why did you make me like this? It literally says that in the book of Hebrews. So, sometimes, I mean, I, I, I said that when I, you know, struggled for so many years and just on and on and on, praying and pleading for God to take this, you know, same-sex attraction away. And the Lord just said, my grace is sufficient. So, we have to learn to, to navigate through those things and deal with it as best as we can and and. And, and not expecting people to live lonely, empty lives and, and that kind of thing, but still having to be obedient to God's Word. But, you know, this transgender issue is such a, a different um, thing because this is something that is literally standing against what God has created. And that's where it's uh, scary. It's, it's, a, it's a problem because uh, you are willing to stand there and say, no, God made a mistake in how he created me. Now, some people say, well, you know, other people, they're born, you know, I remember seeing this man, his, his head literally was on backwards. I've never seen anybody like that before. I think he was just an anomaly. I don't know that there was anybody else born like that. But, um, but you know, sometimes people are born without arms and legs and different things like that. But the thing of it is, that the Bible makes it very clear that in the beginning God created male and female. And so God has not changed because in the beginning, Jeremiah wasn't there. And yet God was still saying he was forming the people, but he was forming them in the womb. This is where God changed because Adam and Eve, they were the only ones that were never formed in a womb. God created a male and female and then he began to form uh, each and every one of us in the womb. And he says, I, I, I knew you. Well, how did he know? Because God had a plan. I'm going to allow this one to be born. I'm going to allow that one to be born. And so on and so forth. And God forms each and every one of us because he knows ahead of time, this person's going to live in this century or this person's going to live in this dispensation of time and so on and so forth. And so every one of you that are born, God knew that he was going to form you and make you so that you could be born in a certain generation. But God formed you the way that he wanted you to be he made you either male or female that's what the bible says so in the beginning god did these things and and he's not changed that he's still forming them but in the womb as either a male or a female now i i think uh probably a lot of it can stem from a lot of things you know why people deal with uh this transgender dysphoria there can be uh, maybe just a thousand and one different reasons you know, just like there can be a thousand and one different reasons why uh, people uh, deal with same-sex attraction and so on and so forth like that. So, 
the bottom line is there's there's not umpteen different gen genders. There's only two God made male or female, and so there are people who get distorted, they get uh, confused, and and they have problems. Now, what I would say is that as Christians, we have a right uh, to be certainly standing against ungodliness and unholiness in every form and all of those things yes we have a right to live that way and to walk that way and so i would say this to the to the left that are so um demeaning to those that those of us christians who uh, we say look this is the way god created you you know we as christians need to be able to stand on the word of God as we, we believe. Now, you want to stand there where you do, that's your business and that's, you know, your your prerogative or whatever you want and you got that available to you and you, you go do that. But you know where the problem started coming in? Is when the children started getting involved. That's a problem. When you start going to the library, start talking to kids and you got a man dressed up like a woman, that's a problem. That's a big problem. And then then you've got also, now you're going to go after children. And, well, let's start putting puberty blockers in them before they even have time to really have their mind. Huh? Because the brain, I'm talking about the brain. The brain is not fully developed. And it is, it, it's been shown too many times until people are in like their mid-20s. So why would you allow a child that is so young to be making such decisions that are going to be life-altering for the rest of their life. Now, you know, I've read stories of detransitioners. You know, there's people that actually are trying to say these people don't exist, but they do. And there are many of them. Because after they became transgender, you know, with their full surgery and all this, they realized Oh, what did I do? And, and and they realize that they have become a cash cow. You say, what do you mean? Because you've got social workers and psychologists and you've got doctors. All the, There's money that's running up one side and down the other with all of these things. We can go into a list of many different things. But because this gives uh, the psychologist, oh, something else on the agenda to talk about. Oh, we really got to, you know, we got to work this out. And, and, oh, you need lots of counseling. You'll need counseling for, uh, oh, yeah, well, how much, what's your insurance? Da, 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 da. Huh? The same thing with, uh, you know, doctors. This is a, a cash cow to them for the ones who are willing to do it. Absolutely. This is a whole new cash cow to them. Now, I know that, transgender people that are really dealing with the effects of, of trans, uh, transgender dysphoria or gender dysphoria, I guess is really the word, proper word is gender dysphoria, not transgender dysphoria, but gender dysphoria. So for all of you that get offended by every little word that's mispronounced, uh, please forgive me that I've offended your, your little heart. Okay. I mean, people need to grow up. Okay, because it just gets ridiculous when you can't even misquote something and people just jumping on the bandwagon. You, people need to grow up. But like I said, you know, the brain hasn't developed all the way and then you start messing around with things. Well, we get all kinds of things going. So, but there really are people, and I know there are, 
and I don't want to sound like that I'm not compassionate or caring or whatever, uh, that, that they are there and that they struggle and they deal with gender dysphoria. There really are people that deal with that. But there is certainly a way that it can be dealt with to where people can realize and accept and learn, literally learn. I mean, I had to learn, you know, because I was a different kind of kid. Even my father saw it. And my father died three weeks before my fifth birthday, before I was five. And my father would tell my mother, she had these conversations, she said, this is what your father would say. Had these conversations and he would say, John is not like the other boys. And it would bother him. It would really bother him. I wasn't even five years old. I mean, I'm not sure exactly when he, uh, him and her had that conversation, but she said before he died, he was having those conversations with her and saying he's not like the other boys. He, he's, he would say he's different. He's not like the other boys. And it bothered him. And uh, along the way, other kids saw that too. They saw that I was different. And, and, and because of that, uh, I got rocks thrown at me. I got spit on. I got... People call me all kinds of names and just one thing and another. So, you know, over time, I had to uh, learn how to accept uh, who I was as far as, um, you know, what I dealt with, what I, um, those things that, you know, being same-sex attracted and having also uh, certain ways about me that I had to learn how to um, learn how to be a man. Learn how to, to uh, be different than what I was. And you say, well, I don't want to be different than what I am. Well, I'm not saying that I was wanting to be different than what I was as far as um, making myself happy, per se. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to be different in that I wanted to please God. You say, I don't like the way that sounds. Well, if you are transgender and you're listening to this or you're struggling with that or you're same-sex attracted or any, any of those things, there is a place that a person can get to where they literally want to please God and it may take a while it may take a while to get there where you you know you you see I mean let me give you for instance too because um, you know in my struggles and in the battles that I had I had a lot of um, different things that I dealt with and I you know I've talked about that in my testimony uh, that's in two parts on God's whole word you can look at my testimony and some of those things I haven't expressed everything, but uh, I'm also going to um, be finishing a book and, and trying to find a publisher uh, and expressing and explaining many of the things that I dealt with and the uh, different scenarios that I went through and, and, and the struggles that were there, you know, not just with uh, having been married to a, a woman at one time and struggling with that and dealing with all of that, um, and, and then also... Um, you know, with dealing with, with the church uh, as far as, you know, whenever I went for counseling and then the pastor that I was um, trying to receive counseling actually 
was um, trying to do everything that that he could to get me into a relationship and and pressed until I finally gave into it and this ended up destroying you know so many things and I ended up having to break it off because you know I, I just had the fear of God come over me. I didn't want to be a part of that anymore because, uh, you know, you're committing adultery and so many other things are involved. And so, you know, I've had to come a long way from where I was because I fell into such a deep, deep sin. And all because of literally seeking after counseling from a Pentecostal pastor that I thought was um, going to be a mentor for me and help me, and it just turned the absolute opposite um i never expected to to endure what i did but in any event um where was i so what i'm saying to you is each and every one of us we all deal with certain things and certain struggles and certain things that we uh can say is and this is definitely a battle for me. This is definitely a difficulty for me. But God can get us through anything. And it is imperative that we, uh, as Christians, I will say to the Church of the Living God, that you be learn to be loving and kind and merciful and patient. Please learn to do that. Because I remember when I had failed so far, and, and I remember when I had made my way back to the church at one point. And I remember there were people behind me while I was down at the altar praying. I was literally down at the altar praying. And there was there was a, a man telling people around me, oh, I'm not praying with him. I'm not praying with him because he can't come back to God. I mean, these are the type of things that, that you deal with a lot of times in a lot of um, uh, very... Um, conservative churches i will say it that way because the church that i was a part of uh, was very conservative and i myself am a very conservative christian as well uh if you've listened to any of the podcasts or you've listened to uh the eunuch preacher uh our wednesday night bible studies or our sabbath services you 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 find very quickly you understand very quickly that we are very conservative uh people and um believing in holiness and separation from the world and all those things so but dealing with uh, so many things that we are dealing with in this culture now is it's like a whole new animal because you've got people that are using uh the the lbgtq uh, agenda and there is an agenda to begin to reach into uh, our children uh little children young children um in so many different ways and 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 it's not even it's even coming from people that are not even uh, LBG. They don't they don't all identify as LBGQ, but they're um, what's the word? They they're really people who say, "Well, we support them." That's the best way to put it. We support them, and and we're talking about psychologists and doctors and so on and so forth. I mean, it, it's it's gotten completely out of hand. It it really has. Because you don't really know who you're talking to. Even even if you say, well, I'm going to go to a Christian counselor, you have to be careful nowadays, even with people that claim to be Christian counselors, because they may be attached to the LBGTQ community, so, uh, and, or LBGTQ agenda, because there is an agenda. So um, 
with that said, I wanted to say this. So, uh, and I'm starting this out with the month of June. If people are going to uh, claim this as Pride Month, I'm going to claim it as Humble Month, that we've got to humble ourselves before God. So it's got to be a month of humbleness. And uh, so with that said, uh, I want you to know, I turned on my phone today, and you know how when you turn on your phone and there's the, um, and, and you go to the one part where you're looking at what's going on in, in, in the world around you, and when you press on there, I can't remember exactly what it's called, I'm not really tech savvy, but anyway, you got the little square pictures on each to the left, and every one of them, you know, they got a little saying, and then it's usually something that's said that'll spark your interest, and then you're going to press on it, and you're going to hear about it. Well, if you go there, and it's third one down, it's this woman that's on the Glamour magazine. I know they're not going to like that I say that, but it's a it, the person calls themselves a trans man, transgender man, supposedly pregnant. Well, you're not a man, okay, in the sense that you were not born with uh, uh, male parts as God uh, gave out to many men. And a matter of fact, uh, when God formed this person that's on the front of this Glamour magazine, God formed them in the womb and gave them lady parts. Because when that baby's born, that baby is going to have to come out of those lady parts. Okay, Because there's no male that would be able to birth a baby out of uh, their penis. That would not work. That absolutely would not work, and you know that it wouldn't. So, uh, you know, so, but anyway, the thing of it is that uh, then the very next one down, it's an actor. I'm not going to mention the person's name, but it's a female uh, that says they're a male, and they cut their hair short. They cut their breast. Uh, they had breast surgery, cut their breast off. And, uh, you know, listen, there are some people that actually have to, women that have to have their breasts removed because of cancer and so really it's kind of a sad thing that that people would be so um blatant about it and say you know well i just don't like this here so i'm gonna cut it off because i'm gonna be more like a man when there are women that are sad because they have to have their breasts removed because of cancer i mean many many women become very saddened by it but you know a transgender person they're going to say, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, get over it or whatever. I mean, the lack of compassion is just so astounding in so many different ways. Now, I'm not saying they would all do that. I'm not saying that there would not be a transgender person that would have compassion for, for women that have cancer because they may have had it themselves. They may have had fam family members that had it or whatever. But what I'm saying is that you take it to such a degree that you're going to... Um, literally put yourself as God and begin to adjust yourself in the manner that you want to adjust yourself. Even though in the book of Jeremiah, in chapter uh, 1 and verse 5, he, he said he formed us, uh, he formed Jeremiah uh, in the womb, but he said, before you were formed, I knew you. So the same with anybody else, just like this person on the Glamour magazine, just like this uh, person that, uh, you know, they're a very well-known actor, uh, you know, they probably wouldn't like me calling them an actress. Uh, but anyway, they want to cut their hair short. Well, so did the one on the Glamour magazine. It's so funny that they'll cut their hair short uh, knowing that that's a, uh, the thing that men do, and yet uh, Christian women uh, don't have the idea uh, that, uh, you know, you cutting your hair short, 
You're assuming yourself like a man. The transgender people understand it. Yeah, the transgender, uh, the, the ones that are trying to transgender into a man, they understand that. I don't understand why Christian women don't understand that and stop cutting their hair. But that's what happens. And then you've got Christian, well, so-called Christian men that got the hair hanging halfway down their back and they want to claim they're Christian. And yet you got the transgender women they were men, and then they won't transgender a woman. And I'm not saying none of these things are right, so don't go twisting my words. But I'm saying you got the transgender uh, women, and they'll go and they'll grow their hair long. It's just interesting. And then they'll put a skirt on, and you got Christian women that run around in pants all the time. Well, you wonder why we got the, the mix up of sex uh, and gender and all this, and people all confused. Well, uh, you know, it started way back yonder. When women started putting on pants, hmm? yes, it did. When women stopped, and you know what? Women was wearing dresses all the way through the 50s. Now, I know what people are going to say. Oh, they're trying to take us back. They're trying to kick us all the way back when women were mistreated. No, no, we're not talking about that. We know that there's certain progressive things that needed to be made so that women would be treated right. And and a lot of times, you know, I think that's maybe what also was the precursor with a lot of it too because men were mistreating women like they shouldn't have been. They should have been treating them like the queen that they should have been in their home instead of mistreating them like a piece of dirt or, or, or treating them like, like there's yesterday's newspaper and tossing them to the side and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, so really uh, the men... Uh, in their uh, absolute disregard for what God said and how that you uh, ought to be treating. And, and, and you know, you got people say, oh, the Bible don't teach that. Oh, yeah, it does. In Christianity, it sure does. You, got, you say, well, there was, where is it the woman should be quiet in the church? If you would understand what that was talking about, you would sit down and be quiet because you don't know what you're talking about. Because there was a reason why that was said and why, what was going on at that time. See? Now, is that something that uh, we're going we're to do now? Well, it shouldn't be done now because the situation is a completely different cultural situation now. Because women were not educated back then. And you had women that literally were talking during the church service. And literally, because the men sat on one side, the women sat on another side, and the women are going back and forth. Well, what is he talking about? Da -da -da, interrupting everything. Huh? Oh, maybe you don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because you got so many people out there now that they interrupt. Huh? You interrupt all kinds of meetings now because uh, you don't, you know, you don't like the transgender bills that are given. You don't like the and and you know what the thing of it is with the transgender bills. You know what's so frustrating is they'll reword it whenever they put out the news article than what is actually being said in the bill. I see that over and over and over, and it's no wonder because the Bible says that God hates a lying tongue. That's what we're talking about today. Let me spend a little time praying. Dear Lord, I thank you, God, for your word. I pray, God, that this will reach somebody somewhere, somehow, some way. In Jesus' name, amen. And so in Proverbs chapter 6, in verses 16 through 19, it's telling you God hates seven things. He begins to listen. The first thing is pride. God hates it. And then God hates a lying tongue. And so you got, uh, you know, these bills that are passing because they're trying to protect the children. 
and 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 they want to make it sound like oh it's medical care it's medical care it's not medical care it is literally to change them and no child at a young age the bible is 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 going to give us clear definitions that god forms us in the womb but do you think people want to hear that they don't want to hear that they don't want to hear that they absolutely don't want to hear that but what they do want to do is they want to play god and start changing things up now i'm not being mean and hateful to those that really you're really struggling with it i know that there's some that just they really really struggle with this and it's really difficult for them okay those people i i have just a very very strong heart of compassion for them i i realize that there are people that really do struggle with this they've struggled with gender dysphoria very deeply and so you know we've got to be very compassionate and patient and loving and pray with them and and care about them and and walk with them in a very gentle manner and helping them to to accept and realize uh, all that god wants them to be and I know that's that's not going to be an easy process. But uh, the church of the living God is going to have to be patient and loving and kind. But but you've got others on the other side of the agenda that say, "Oh no, we're not we're not going down the road of repentance. We're not going down the road of of, of looking at the fact that God's uh, word says that uh, He created us and formed us in the womb. We're not going to be looking at those things. We're just going to be looking at me, myself, and I. That's that's a whole different animal." That's a, that's a different thing. and But when you start going after the children, that's where you really started doing yourself in. That's when you really started stirring things up. You, you know, because people say, well, why are people being so, so mean and hateful? Now, I want to say this. I'm not in, at all in agreement with people being uh, violent towards transgender. Don't be violent to people. If you, if you claim to be a Christian, you better not. If you claim to be a Christian, you better not be violent towards no transgender. Don't sit there and be mean and hateful. That's not what Jesus calls you to do. You're not supposed to be like that. Now, does that mean you, you accept the agenda and everything that's going on in the world? No, I'm not saying that. But you don't sit there and, go and, and, and be violent towards them and calling them names. That is not Christian, and you know it's not. And if that's what you think is Christianity, you sure ain't read the Bible right. Hmm? You better, you better, you better find yourself another preacher. Better find yourself another pastor, because whatever you being taught, you ain't being taught right. Now, enough of that said. So, but the bottom line is, we got to be patient and we've got to be loving and kind, and 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 really uh, careful um, to understand. Be careful to understand that some of these people have had very deeply broken lives. And you say, well, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to think about that. Like, well, that's what God calls us to do, is to be loving and kind and caring. And, and, and when you look through the Scripture and you keep looking through the Scripture, you're going to find that God is expecting us to, to be so loving and caring that we're going to be willing to get kind of messy. You know, it's going to get kind of messy because, because we're dealing with people's lives and we're dealing with broken lives. You know that. You know that sin has broken us. And so if we're dealing with broken lives, it can be messy sometimes. It can be difficult sometimes. And, but you've got to be willing to walk with them. But be patient. But do you think that being violent or, or even being abusive with your language and your words and that kind of thing 
is going to work. No, that's actually going to have the opposite effect. And, and you know what I think? I think a lot of churches know that. So a lot of them, their pastors tend to go down that road uh, so that they don't have to deal with it. So they will say things over the pulpit that will embolden their people to be rude and hateful and mean. And, and, and so then, you know, nobody that deals with struggling with transgender issues deals with gender dysphoria. They wouldn't even darken their, the doors of their church because they know how they feel because they put it so violently out there with their words, the way they express because it's not loving and not caring. So we've got to learn to be loving and caring and merciful. But at the same time, that doesn't just because you're you're being loving and merciful and caring and kind, that, that doesn't mean you're accepting the their agenda. But there's people that actually believe that. I've got family members that believe that. You know, I got family members that won't accept the fact that Brother Vernon and I have made you know a full turnaround repenting and living for God, and God has called us into a ministry, and they, they just don't see that. They don't, they don't understand that. But you know, uh, the thing of it is, there are going to be those in Christianity that just don't get what Jesus meant when he's talking about being loving and kind, and even uh, to be loving towards your enemy. You know, there's some people that just don't get that. They just don't get it, and they'll claim to be Christian. But you're not really a Christian. You're, you're just a pseudo-Christian if you don't want to follow what Jesus said. But, but in doing so, you know, Jesus said that after he came out of the wilderness, he literally began to talk about repentance. I mean, look at it in Matthew chapter 4. It'll tell you that. So he dealt with all of this dealing with the temptation of, of the devil. And then once he came out of that wilderness... And that struggle with the devil, uh, he went out preaching repentance. That's what it says. And so Jesus is all about repentance. And so certainly uh, those who follow Jesus is going to talk about repentance. But you have to temper that. You cannot let it uh, uh, be to where uh, you cannot have a, a sense of love and compassion and care. You've got to be able to do that. And so with that said, uh, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm going to say now. Okay, so I was on my phone and I was looking and I thought, okay, they got two in a row. And then when you keep going on down, then you got, um, let's see, here's one, two, three, four, five. And you keep on going down. And then every, just every little bit, you'll find another article that will be talking about some uh, transgender issues. Because now you got another one that's somewhere, there's a fight that erupts at an anti-prayed day uh, protest outside of an L.A. school. And that was, um, I don't know, some trans teachers burned a flag is what they did, is what it says, something to that effect. Uh, let's see, and we keep on going. So, so as you go down, and then you've got uh, another thing that talks about pride uh, organizers uh, weighing how to navigate against um, uh, anti-drug or anti-drag, excuse me, um, laws, and and, and I, it's like every few little, um, you know, the little pictures that are there and the words and whatever, every little one, and then if it's not that, it's abortion. People pushing, 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 pushing abortion, and people that claim to be preachers. You ain't no preacher if you agree with that. 
You may be a preacher, but you're not a preacher of Jesus. You're a preacher of the devil. That's what you are. Now, um, and don't tell me that you're talking about, oh, you, you, you love and the, the, you care and concern and compassion for the women and so on and so forth. No, uh, it, the Lord made it very clear that there was something that we are going to have to be required to do, and that's in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. We have to do what's justly, what's just, and, and merciful. Now, some people will take that, oh, well, I'm being merciful for the women. You full well know that the majority of abortions, you know this is true. The majority of abortions are done not because a woman has been raped and not because a child has been molested. That's not what the majority of are done for, and you full well know that. They absolutely are not. Hmm? And this excuse, well, they'll be born into poverty. So you mean the baby's got to die because he's going to be born in poverty? Jesus was born in poverty. Who, who gives you a one-up on that? How, how is it that you can play God like that? Because the Lord said to choose life. You, you're, not, you, 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 you're going to be a preacher, but you're not going to be a preacher of truth. So I got enough said about that, but anyway. So you keep on going and keep on going. And so what this is is, it, it is a flat-out move of an agenda. Because then again, you've got uh, this another article. And it has to do with uh, the Dodgers, and the baseball team, the Dodgers, and how they have, I guess, uh, some kind of pride night and this kind of thing going on. But the people that they invited, do you know that these same drag people, do you know that they annually have, uh, this, is, this is something that they do. It's actually done on Easter, okay? The holiest day for Christians. It's actually done on Easter. And they uh, actually have uh, these two different, um, you know, contests is what it is. And whoever is um, the sexiest Mary, meaning Mary Magdalene, and uh, what was the one about Jesus? He was, he's the buff, buffest Jesus or something like that, where he's going to be uh, having muscles and all this kind of stuff. And they're going to vote whoever's, you know, putting this out there. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. Matter of fact, I wrote it down somewhere. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, this is what it was. Uh, it's an annual host, and what they do is they uh, choose on Easter Sunday who's going to be Foxy Mary and Hunky Jesus. Okay? Does that sound godly to you? Does that sound like a way to be celebrating Easter? But this is uh, that same group that the Dodgers, they're inviting them to come in there and be a part of their pride uh, group or whatever. Uh, and that kind of thing. Well, there's also this other thing where uh, some of these people also have a performance that includes on this Easter Sunday somebody that is using a cross as a pole dance uh, uh, with a pole dancing routine. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're talking about an ungodly, wicked agenda. And so uh, this is something that God is not pleased with. Absolutely not pleased with. So, But what I want to say is not all of the people that may have same-sex 
attraction or may even deal with uh, gender dysphoria, that they all feel okay with these things. There's many of them that do not. They absolutely do not. But they get squelched and they get pushed down because uh, they're not liking what's uh, happening. Now, again, I'm not trying to um, validate transgender issues and all that's going on and trying to uh, get to the children's minds because this is exactly what you see. You, you don't, it's not rocket science, people. Come on. This, this isn't like difficult math, okay? This is, uh, and rocket science, you know, uh, that, that would be some difficult math. Y'all know what I mean? But this ain't rocket science. It's simple and easy to understand, okay? They're going into the libraries. I said library, and that's the way I want to say it, whether you like it or not. I'll say it again. Library. You don't like it? Or do you want me to say library? Huh? They're going in there with the children. You say, you don't sound like much of a minister. Well, what do you expect a minister to do? Always be kissy-kissy? Is that what you think? That ain't the Bible. You ain't seen some, some of those prophets up in the Bible. Huh? Uh-uh-uh-uh. Some of them flat out told it like it was. And God sent them. Hmm? You better think about that. Don't think every preacher is going to be all sweet and kissy-kissy. No. Now they certainly shouldn't be vulgar. And I do my best to make sure that I, I am going to be careful with my words. But I may, I may say some things that some people, it may stop them in their tracks for a minute. But I'm not going to be vulgar on this show. I'm not going to do that. Because this is God's whole word. I've dedicated this to God. It's going to be holy. But I'm going to tell you what. There, there is an agenda. Whether you want to believe that or not. There's an agenda moving. And when, when, when they started going after the children, I noticed that's when things really got twisted up. And, and you, got, you got men dressing up like women, which is a, you know, a violation of God's scripture. But these, these aren't even pretty women. Y'all know what I mean? I mean, have you seen the way some of these dress up in some of these articles? I mean, I see them on my phone. I can't help but see them when I turn the phone on. So, uh, you know, they go, and, and they're going to read to your children. They say, oh, well, it's no different than the Disney character. Oh, no, it is different. It is different in that, uh, you know, Cinderella wasn't Cinderella. Hmm? Now, I get the little mice weren't talking. They ain't no real thing like that. The pumpkin didn't, you know, can't really turn into a, a carriage and all that. We get all that. But Cinderella was not Cinderella. And, uh, uh, you know, you got uh, other characters huh, that come along. You know, you got Peter Pan. Well, Peter Pan, everybody knew he was just... A, one that never grew up, the boy that never grew up. But he wasn't, you know, like a repressed woman, you know, trying to be a transgender. I don't know if they'll come up with that, but they might. I don't know. I mean, and I'm not standing up for Disney neither because they've done some things that have just, like, made your eyebrows go up. But anyway, 
But the bottom line is this. People are going to say what they want to say to try to approve what they're doing. But the thing of it is, what does God's word say? Now, of course, they're not going to want to listen to that. But I'm talking to Christians. Why is it that Christians are approving of some of these things? That's what don't make no sense to me. It, it don't make no sense. I mean, you, you, you're going to find that the world don't agree. The world don't agree with, with, with people saying, you know, things, uh, you know, the opposite of what the LBGTQ agenda says. You know, they want to run with it. Now, I don't think that all the world wants to run with it. Matter of fact, you see a lot of people don't want to run with it. But a lot of them do. But what is really sad is when you got people that claim to be Christian that are going to run with the LBGTQ agenda. That's where it becomes sad. It should not be that way. Not at all. And, and so you got, not only do you have them coming and want to read books to each other. No, look. When I was in that in, in the gay world in the gay agenda and gay world before God said come out from among them, now I've been to those drag shows and I'm gonna tell you what they ought to stay right where they are in the bar. And and just because they sit there and and, and they try to act like oh we're just like a Disney character we're just reading to you children no 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 what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a hold of your child's mind because if your child gonna sit there and look oh that's really a man dressed up like oh well what do you think it's gonna do to the child because they know the child is impressionable you think they're stupid they're not stupid there's an agenda. Now, the other thing is, a child's mind, and you know what? The, the devil knows this. You hear what I'm saying? The devil knows this. He knows, he knows, just like many of those sciences, they know that the mind of a child, you know, it ain't fully developed yet. Matter of fact, a lot of brains are not developed fully until they're about 25 years old. That's the reason why you got young people making such stupid decisions like they do sometimes. Because their brain's not all the way developed until they're about 25 years old. You see. Now, why do you think they're going to try to give them all them puberty blockers? Hmm? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because the devil has an agenda. Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill, destroy. Steal, kill, destroy. That is his agenda. That is Satan's agenda. And so if God has created them to be a male and they were born, you know, why do Christians listen to this stuff and say, well, they were assigned that at birth. And you'll hear Christians talking, no, uh-uh. If God gave them a penis, then God said they're a male. If God gave them a vagina, then God said they're a female. That's what God said. You ain't got no business changing that. That's God's mind. <coughs> God's the one that said what's what. You and I ain't getting, got no business saying what's what and what's not. Now, because, I, again, I say, I know that there's people that struggle with that and all, but listen, the devil's got a mind, a mind of his own, an agenda of his own, and he will use whoever he can. He seeks, huh? 
What does the Bible say? He seeks to do what? Seeks out those that he can devour. With what? With whatever he says and whatever he does. And he's found plenty of people that are willing to do that. This, I believe, we're in the last days of the last days. And so you've got this, this generation here. They have just, because they've left God in the garbage can, and they've left God's word in the garbage can, this is what you got. But you know what? It didn't help that you had so many Christians, so-called Christians, that were doing some of these same things. You say, what are you talking about? Well, men, women putting on man's pants. You didn't think that didn't have an effect? Oh, yeah, it did. Yes, it did. And I know you don't want to hear it, but it had an effect. It sure did. It had a major effect. Yes, it did. Huh? And then you got all these performers, actors, uh, usually male, dressing up like female. And, you know, and then we get to, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, in time past, I've been guilty of it myself. And, I had, and, and the Lord had to speak to me and said, stop watching that. But you got male performers dressing up like females. And people just, you know, they don't realize the devil's sitting there and he's molding and shaping exactly what he wants to. And he's doing it through laughter many times. You see it far back, way back, even in the 60s. There was one named Flip Wilson, another, I don't know, there were several different ones. And they would dress up as, as women, you know. So so this has been a long time coming. I mean, I've heard people saying, oh, you know, we've been doing this. And it, oh, yeah, I know, the devil's had his mind. Yes, he has. He's had his mind for a long time, and he's been working it for a long time. Yes, he has. And now, here it is. Here we are. Here we are in 2023, in the month of June, and we've got what we've got, and we're dealing with what we're dealing with. Hmm? It's a sad thing. But anyway, now, I did not say those things for people to be mean and hateful and violent or anything of the sort. If you're a Christian, you have no business being like that. You ain't got no business. If you follow Jesus Christ, you have no business being violent and hateful to anybody. Not one soul. And if you are, you don't follow Jesus. You're a liar and a hypocrite. You ain't no follower of Jesus. You, your daddy's the devil. You understand that? Your daddy's the devil. Because if you don't follow what Jesus says in being loving and merciful and kind, that doesn't mean you're accepting the LBGTQ agenda. That's not it. But you've got to be loving and kind and merciful. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Now, there are plenty of people that understand. And I'm going to finish up with this because I made a short little mention of it earlier when we first started. And it's concerning that abortion issue. There's still people going on about that. But what is the saddest that I find is people who claim to be Christian who want to advocate for abortion. You're not a Christian. You're a liar and you're a hypocrite and you're going to go to hell if you don't repent. It's that simple. And I hope that you listen enough to be stirred up to repent, to go to an altar, find an altar of prayer and repent. Because the blood of those babies are going to be on everybody's hand that agreed with it. Did you hear what I said? Anybody that agreed with it. You get that? You better quit agreeing with that. You better quit agreeing with that LBGTQ agenda. You better stop that. 
Now, that don't mean, though, that you're going to be mean and hateful. And some people say, well, listen to how you slam down on that desk and, and listen to how your voice changes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but when I meet people and when I talk to people, look, I'm going to preach and I'm going to teach the way I preach and teach. But when I step back from the pulpit, I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do what Jesus said. But, but when I preach and teach, I'm going to preach and teach what Jesus said. And I'm going to preach and teach with the fire he put in my mouth. But when I get up from here, I have a responsibility as a Christian to go out in that world and love people and care about people so that it will draw them to the Lord so that you can talk to them and say, look, Jesus loves you. He created you just right with the way he wants you to be. And he wants you to learn how to be that man he allowed you to be born as or that woman that he allowed you to be born as. And, and, and yes, I get that you're struggling. It's a real difficult thing. And, it's, and it may be a hard road that we got ahead of us, but I'm willing to be there with you and walk you through it and encourage you and strengthen you and pray with you. But you think people want to do that now? No, people are lazy. All they want to do is be on their phone. You bunch of lazy Christians. Huh? Get off your phone. You understand? Get about your father's businesses. Get off that stupid phone. Huh? You say, well, you're on your phone. You better believe. I have been. But I'll tell you what. Uh, just like anybody else, you got to learn to balance things out. And that don't mean that you spend the majority of your time on that phone. You got family? Huh? You know how many times I've seen people take their children to the park and all I see is parents sitting there staring at their phone while their children are swinging by themselves. You lousy parent. Put that phone down and be a parent and go swing your child. You see what I'm saying? It's time to repent. It's time to get right. It's time to get holy. Amen. And so with that said, I just want to tell y'all, I love you. I really do. I know you probably think he's just a meanest old preacher. I don't care about him. Well, that's all right. I love you anyhow. So, but um, let's be caring. Let's be kind. Let's be respectful. But let's stand for holiness. There's a way to do that. huh? You women stop dressing like a man. You men quit quit. Trying to think that you it's all right for you to sit there and watch Medea and everything just fine. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at it. No, that's an abomination. Any man dressing up like a woman is an abomination. That's what God's Word said. I can't help it. That's what it says. Huh? Get those Medea movies out. Get get any of that stuff out. Don't sit there and watch watch those things. You say, you ain't never? Oh, yeah, I did. How do you think I know about Medea? But one day God got a hold of me and he said, you need to quit that. And so you, you got to listen to him. You got to quit. All right, so with that said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm going to pray for a moment for people that really need some help. Dear Lord, I, I know that there's folks out there truly. Uh, all this month, you know, a lot of people won't call it Pride Month, but Lord, we're going to call it the month of humbleness to Jesus. And I am asking you, Lord, as the month of humbleness to Jesus in the month of June, that we learn to humble ourselves and obey you and trust that your way is right and that you've created what you wanted to create in the way that you did. Help us to learn to listen to you and obey you and walk with you and serve you. God, I pray that you will teach people that are Christian to stop being so mean and hateful and learn to be loving and kind and caring while still holding on to holiness. Lord, and share the love of the Lord Jesus Christ with each and every person as they come in contact with others. And I just give you praise. I thank you for everything you've done. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So God bless you. May he keep you until we meet again. And uh, we've got our um, worship service on the Sabbath tomorrow. Uh, once now All these things are pre-recorded, and then we download them. But uh, after our, our uh, podcast today, it'll be uh, later on, it'll be uh, loaded up, and you'll be able to listen to it sometime this evening. And then um, our uh, Sabbath service and our Wednesday night Bible study is called The Eunuch Preacher. And the word eunuch is spelled uh, capital E-U-N-U-C-H, the eunuch preacher. And and we, uh, you know, we're talking about all kinds of things. Usually on Wednesday nights, we're talking about how to walk with the Lord and how to serve the Lord. And on uh, the Sabbath, on Saturdays, we are uh, got messages preaching and reaching the lost and uh, just lots of singing and worshiping the Lord and all of that. Just having a real good time in Jesus. So we just pray that you will uh, download those also and watch those and, and just be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Amen.